Welcome back. Beards Watch Podcast, episode 304. Shaw's number one podcast recorded in the basement. Going to break down season finale of episode... Season finale of the first season of House of the Dragons, titled The Black Queen. Let's get the intro and everybody here. We're going five wide again. Jeeves, man, how you doing? Doing good, doing good. Like like I was telling Jake, Monday was a little rough for me, but we made it through Monday. Yeah, um, you, Jeeves went to the old Panther game and uh, continued his fiesta with the season finale of Dragons. I did, I did. I did. Um, if you're looking for me, it's Jeeves1988 on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> all right. Dirty Grice, back in action. The lights, the mics, all looking fancy. How you doing? I'm excellent, excellent. Two weeks in a row? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm excellent. Um, glad to be hanging out with you all again. Uh, of course, if you want to find me on Twitter, it's Ranger underscore Drew92. On Instagram, it's just Ranger underscore Drew. And then on Twitch, if you want to watch me play games horribly, uh, it's Ranger Drew on there, too. Ranger underscore Drew. Nice. There we go. All right. And back to the alternating. We thought he was going to make it last week, but he's back with the fan spinning this week. Cam, how you doing? Doing well, doing well. Honestly, I'm a little disappointed. You know how many feet jokes that I had for the last episode that I haven't watched forever? (laughs) Uh, uh, doing well. Hope everybody else is. If you want to find me on Twitter, it's still all out of favors. If you want to find me on Instagram, it's Tim. All right, Lurs Mania, the man, the myth, the legend over here, Kimball Walker. What are you? Are you rock, rocking a new DJ Moore jersey there, Lurs? I am. I am. Oh, okay. Was that a recent purchase? I am. Though? I got it at the beginning of the season. Ah. That was at the beginning of the season. Uh, it coincided with me drafting him in fantasy. I have since had to made, make other roster adjustments, but uh, we have moved on, and we are here. But he looked good last week, so, hey, Panthers won. Didn't think I'd be coming back on after saying that. So, <laughs> how about it? I Absolutely. <laughs> All right, where can you be found, Lurs, if you want to be found? Uh, but, uh... Uh, Twitter, Harold Jenderson. All right. For me, J Roll Nation, Twitter and Instagram, the Beards Watch Podcast on Facebook, and then the Beards Watch on Twitter and Instagram. And then obviously find our podcast wherever you want to listen to the podcast. And then of course our YouTube, they see me rolling to get our reaction videos of all of our the Game of Thrones I mean House of the Dragon watch parties, some old school Game of Thrones, and then Panthers games, Beerio Cart, Taste Test. Brewer Reviews, all that good stuff, so subscribe to that as well. And then shout out to all who came over and participated in those watch parties throughout the season. It was a good time. Good boost for the uh, the, the uh, YouTube channel, so appreciate that. And always good fodder in the comment section. So, Alright, let's dive into the episode. Season finale, starting it off calm. You know, Rhaenyra talking to Luke, which... I mean, we all kind of knew it was coming. We knew my man's wasn't going to make it through just because the internet these days and this whole, you know, you can find everything out about this whole kind of season and series if you want to. But it was setting it up for him basically to open the scene, touching the old uh, war table, and then obviously he ends it getting chomped away. But uh, how, how do we all feel about the start of this and episode in general, I guess? 
I knew immediately. As soon as she started rubbing her hands through his hair, I was like, ah, oh, there's no way he's making it through this whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Cam, you sent me a message. Somehow it popped up because the episode leaked on what, like Friday or Saturday? And it was out yeah, on the, the internet. And you somehow your Twitter gotcha. And you, what did you exactly see as the ending of so, the Game of Thrones, as the of, of the season finale? So when Twitter put the, uh, you know how Twitter does relatable content, so they'll be like, "Oh, you watched Game of Thrones, so here's some other Game of Thrones material." So it put the leak on my uh, timeline, and you know the scene where Vagar is flying above um, Luke yeah. in the, at, towards the end. It put that scene over. It didn't show the actual scene of what happened after, but I saw Vagar, you know, hovering over this tiny dragon, and I was like, oh, nah. there's no way this ends well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so, so at least you didn't get the full chomp scene, but you, I mean, you kind of knew something was about, you know, was going to happen that way. Yeah, that mixed with her running her like her hands and like all the attention they were showing him at the very beginning of the scene plus me knowing the dragon scene that was coming i was like ah yeah it's over um and then we you know we get rainy's coming in and basically breaking the news finally to them and rainier going into labor again i mean damn i feel like this is Compared to Game of Thrones, which was, you know, ass and titties and dicks and all that kind of stuff, we've seen more birthing scenes and just, then I think, I mean, we started the, started the season, I guess we had to end episode 10. With, yeah, episode 1 brought, like, crazy C-section death. This one, we knew right here wasn't going to die, but she basically pulls the damn baby out of her vagina but before we can dive into that, but Rainey's comes in and, and basically tells her, hey, they're coming to get you, they're coming to kill you, and she's giving her the heads up and then sends her into early labor because of this stress, and now her, her dad's died, dead. And immediately, uh, Damon goes into like, oh, he was murdered, not even thinking, like, yeah. my man's missing a whole eye, a whole <laughs> side of his face, like, he went into straight, like, murder, I mean, he's just looking for somebody to do it, but, Drew, what you think? Like you said, just oh, he was murdered, sir. Half of his face is decayed. Um, I don't, I don't think it was that. But also, of course, they don't necessarily know what was happening because they weren't at the castle. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, you could think that oh, we just had dinner with this guy yesterday. He was fine. He was showing us all his face. He was great. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I mean, you create a villain. With this, like, what Damon's been doing, he's like, obviously he was killed, we need to act now. Yeah. So I think it still does have something to do with, like, the the little bit of want that Damon has to ascend the throne. I mean, although it wouldn't be him, it would be Rhaenyra. I think it's still, like, his goal. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, that's that's what I kind of got from that scene. Okay. Lurs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I... I think Damon knows this all was going to happen. I think I think he I think he knew they weren't going to get them thrown. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, and like she says in a little little bit about the war. You know what I mean? Like, Damon's ready to plot his war. Like, he's been ready for this forever. So, I think 
God, I, I tell you what, you're right, man. All these birthing scenes, I think we're good now. How many more kids are going to be born? <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's what oh, I want to know. I really do want to know I, that. I, but, I, I uh, think I think is done. Yeah. I don't quote me on it. I have to. I should have brought my. I do have like a family tree that I printed out. Like by episode two, I just because I needed to look at it. But I think she may be done with the the two that she had with Damon, the two I guess twins or whatever. Or does she? Yeah, because that's that, five, right? That's yeah. five in total. Yeah. yeah. So I think she's done there. But I, I'd have to. He's already had them. What was that, Lurs? She's already had them. Yeah, because remember she shows them to uh, her she's dad. Them. Yeah, remember she shows them to her dad at the last or two episodes ago. Uh, Okay, I got you. Yeah. I got you. So I think I think she's done with it. Now yeah, it might right, be yeah. like all right, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know if I don't I don't know how long uh Jace is gonna make it or if he fathers any kids. But I do uh, I mean obviously one of her kids ends up having, you know, some children because we wouldn't have Game of Thrones without it, but I haven't dove cool. deep into that stuff. So but yeah, the birthing, I mean and the and coincide to me though the coinciding of like that scene with the dragon screeching as she's screeching just showed you how close you know yeah. they were as a pair like she'd been you know when before she was born or in her crib she had the egg all that kind of stuff so I did think that was a cool at least different aspect of it and I did see and I'm sure everyone watched the after scene stuff how they were trying to show like this is her like the war just started and this is her battlefield and her body is just getting torn apart because she's got the her father died. Now this baby's coming early. On top of she's been waiting for this letter that tells her she's going to be the queen, and now it's just been taken from her. So she just all the emotions you can think of just happening right now. On top of she can't be in the strategy room because she's trying. She has to give birth. So just a whole bunch of shit going on. Cam, what you got? Oh, Game of Thrones is effectively. Uh, ruined children for me. I have decided that my family line ends with me. We're <laughs> 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 seen enough. <laughs> uh, the scene yeah. before, though, I thought it was um, uh, really interesting the way that uh, Ray Neese, uh begins the episode and then in contrasting to how she ends the episode. Like when she brings the information, she's very much like, you know, I'm just kind of doing this out of the courtesy for you. Don't look too far into this. Just know that, you know, for now, me and the me and the homies are staying out of it. Yeah. Yeah, and then by the... I mean, because she says, I'm going to leave Dragonstone at once, but she ends up staying like a couple days, and even uh, her husband comes and stays there too, when I guess he could have went somewhere else. So it does change on that. And I did think it was interesting, you know, uh, as we talk about the birthing scenes, Damon wanted no part of being in there, even though they could hear her screaming and wailing because he'd already saw, you know, he, he knew what happened to Viserys' first wife. And then he's, his, his wife ends up not having, you know, having to burn herself alive because she can't have the baby. So he's almost like, you don't ever really see him scared. Right. And then he's actually legit, yeah. like scared. And that's, you don't, he's trying to like, you know, tune it out, but she's echoing through the halls and he doesn't even want to update from a maester or anything. And he's just trying to plot something, and then oh, Jace comes in and, and kind of cools cools the rockets there, cools the jets, and is like, hey, 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 you can't do anything till mom says it's okay. And he's like, oh, okay, well, let me go show you how to roast people in case they just tried to, you know, go against this kind of thing. But again, the back and forth with the dragon intercuts, kind of horror movie esque, 
actually giving birth to me just tied the whole thing together to show how how the bond of the dragon can be. And then at the end, you know, we see a dragon get smushed. But yeah. Can I give us a call uh, that for our episode one maester take that actually followed its way through the entirety of the series? Yeah, man. I'm telling you, we're we're gonna look back after this series is done and realize the Maesters played a big role in in helping destroy and plotting them against each other to kill all these dragons because they've got a lot. But to show like Vagar's been around for 200 years, but it took him 200 years to get that big. Luke's damn dragon was what like 10, 15, 17, 14 years old, and that thing was still yeah. teeny. So it takes. Uh, it takes a long time to get that big, so if, yeah. you, if you kill him in the younger ages, you kind of cut off all the bloodline, and you don't let him get as big, and then you don't have to worry about him in war. So, what you got, Lurs? I'm just looking like how they set up her two strong kids. Like they set the one up who ends up, you know, going kaput at the end. He was not like you could tell he's not cut out. <laughs> this from the get and normally yeah. the characters go pretty quickly that's why I'm interested to see how long the other one stays around I don't yeah. really know anything about what happens with him so and he looks like more of a leader you know type warrior type whatever you want to call it so I'll be interested to see that yeah and yeah, yeah Damon like it also is interesting in that, that beach scene like it was kind of weird to me a little bit yeah I, the, the the telling it's like them, did he think the knights were gonna turn like there, there's i i wonder i don't think obviously no like what they thought gonna turn. well we did see what was that uh in game of thrones when those knights got defeated by them and they 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 stood the ground oh tarly's people they stood their ground yeah. and he roasted them so people have yeah. you know been known to stand there that we've seen though that's hundreds of years later but yeah i mean I think it was just he was showing the other dude, like, hey, th- now we've started, like, there's ways of getting what you want or at least showing them, like, you're not fucking around. Like, let's see where the loyalties lie. Because not a lot of people do want to get roasted by a dragon, but it was, I mean, just a, a, a wild scene yeah. in general. I mean, nothing gets crazier than seeing a woman put her hand between her legs and pull a fucking baby out of her vagina. That was, it's popping up on my screen behind me now. That's just one of the, oh, man, that was just insane. But like a magic that was trick. A tough one. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> now, now, have you guys like seen any of the stuff that said like sometimes when Targaryens have babies, they come out like half dragon, half baby, where they got scales? And so, did anybody kind of notice Daenerys's that? Baby was described, correct? Yeah, that's how Daenerys' baby was described in the books, and that's and then that's when she went into the fire or whatever. To me, it kind of looked like it had some of that. Like, I know it was a premature baby, but the head kind of looked like it was a little scaly. I mean, even on my second and third time while editing stuff, it kind of, like, the back of its head's kind of a little bumpy, and maybe that's, you know, it came out because it's not premature and all that kind of stuff, but still, like, it kind of made it look look seem like this baby was a little bit funkier than a, a regular baby would look. Well, and they're flashing, they're flashing back and forth between the dragon as well, like, I'm sure they did that intentionally to apply it, especially with that being in the book. I'm, that's popping up now. I'm trying to see if I can tell anything. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's tough watch, guys. I can't lie. I didn't look back for the sales. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. 
I it just when I was editing everything, I kind of looked at it, and then even when I first saw it, I, I was just trying to see, and the head kind of looks like porous and like it looks like scaly type. So I didn't know. I mean, I, no one else had said anything, but I didn't know. I guess maybe more come out later on, but that's what I kind of thought they were going for in an instance of that, but maybe maybe not. But I kind of had that thought when reading about the Daenerys thing and the books and how that's kind of where they've the theory of them getting dragon blood from years ago is like people actually bred with dragons and then they had these deformed people and all this kind of stuff or something. So, gotcha. um, but yeah, and you know, she goes through the whole thing of like actually wrapping the baby, doesn't let any of the priestesses kind of do it. I mean, just all together funky about the whole thing, but quick note on Adam. <laughs> When you brought up, it is interesting, oh, the break bones, his kids, like you said, they just don't seem as strong and ready for it. Now, again, his brother's got the, the club foot, and he's funky too, but his genes just must be all over the place because, like you said. Yeah. yeah. I kind of have more of a body type of the club foot. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I always thought of it as maybe because uh, kind of the way Kristen Cole was running, I guess, the, the Red Keep or just King's Landing in general with his duties. Like maybe he neglected them in like the mm. whole training process and then Sir Harwin couldn't really go out of his way to do like all this extra training with them on the side just to, you know, try to keep, you know, try to keep shit low. Okay. Yeah, that's actually, yeah, that's a fair statement. Like, he just and they they try to do sense. that in that one scene when Harwin says that you know like hey you should switch up your methods or whether but I, I could see that where he just kind of just let yeah. them let them piddle in the corner while he was training the other boys up yeah especially knowing the you know what all is at stake for both sides like let me go ahead and prepare my side ahead of time for what's to come okay. And I think we get the you know the cool scene where I'm not sure if it's Arik or Eric or which one of the twins is coming comes and brings and my my favorite line was when he said uh, brothers no harm here brothers I just love like he did he dropped the O or whatever I thought that was fantastic like that whole just brothers um, and just you know crowning of Rainier bringing her dad's crown I mean she's going through the burning of her child. So it's kind of resembling of when she had to do it to her mother and her dad bearing, you know, his wife. Now she's doing it with a kid. So she's kind of going through the whirlwinds of almost everybody, you know, that's gone through this episode in this in this season now in this episode. But, you know, cool to see the people kneel there and, you know, just overall great shot how it's all set up. Now, do we think Jeeves was nice and buzzed during our reaction video and was pointing out how Rainey's didn't kneel at all. Do you do we do we play into that big or was she still you think she's still kind of deciding as this day slash event is going on? What do you think, Drew? I think I think she's still kind of trying to feel things out because she after Rainier gets the crown, she also like still doesn't refer to her. She still says princess, I think, at one point. Yeah. yeah. Um and I think that's kind of her feeling until the sea snake comes and is just like she kind of explains everything and says, but like in all of this, she has been holding everything together. So, and I think that kind of is what veers her to team black. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think she's kind of at a place where if it was up to her, she wouldn't join either side and would just completely stay out of all of it. Mm. But unfortunately, due to the power of the house, that's not really an option. She's yeah. going to be a, a, we're going to have to pick a side or both sides are going to end up coming for us and trying to sway it. So let's go ahead and pick the side that's at least trying to hold shit together. Yeah, and they're, you know, her granddaughter's are, you know, betrothed yeah, anyway, exactly. so they're kind of tied. So, yeah, they could ignore it, but by ignoring, you're just putting your granddaughters, you're not going to help protect them at all, so you kind of fuck them over, so. Um, exactly. And then another one of my favorite scenes was, how come no one told Daenerys and them to light that table up? Like, did that get lost yeah. in the archives? Because that table, that table getting lit up, I need a coffee right. table like that. Like, someone's got to build one and sell it. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be like ten grand, but... I mean that thing That's real cool. lit up with the orange awesome. glow on it was just absolutely fantastic when she's walking yeah. through that. Also, one more really funny Rainy scene. Um, when Damon's like doing like the head count of all the dragons, he's like, Yeah, we got May Lease and she just looks at him sideways like, Wait, what do you mean we yeah, that's yeah. As they're talking here about what are they? Because well, that's it leads to is they're sitting there debating, and that one old guy's like, "Why are we worried about men? Like y- y'all got fucking <laughs> dragons. Like what are we doing worrying about what houses have this, that, and the third? Just get on them motherfuckers and start flying around and flaming people." And she's like, "Well, I'm not trying to roast everything." And it's like fair enough, but like you're gonna kind of have to be a dick because you got a drag. Like that's the reason why you guys have been in power for so long because. No one's really fucking with you because you can just get that dragon and, and nuke a whole town and just and roast a whole family. So, mm-hmm. and to be fair, if the other side starts that, you don't even really have an option to not use the dragons that way anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, what was it? But yeah, just I mean that part, and I did also. It, it seemed like it teased. When he's going through the dragon lineup, the one, um, the one daughter who remember she didn't have one. It seems like she may be in play for next season to claim one of those ones that one of the two or three that Damon brought up that were dragon riderless or whatever. I think it's Luke's wife, maybe. It is. Okay. Because yeah. yeah. people were talking about online, they were like, "Damn, this girl can't catch a break." First, she loses her mom. Then she loses her mom's dragon because the other kid takes it. And then, like, she loses her husband. Like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Poor girl. And they were, they were like, this girl needs to get a dragon and go and just fuck shit up. Yeah. <laughs> and I definitely think that's in play. But, yeah, I mean. Has anybody it, seen the dragon sizing chart? Yes. Yes. They gotta do something because they are in comparison to some of these other dragon sizes. But yeah, yeah. Well, that what's even crazier is that Balerion one. That's the skull underneath. That motherfucker was so big too. And and that's what again, as we talked about, back to the Maesters, convincing them maybe to make this dragon pit or whatever is that keeping them smaller because they're more captive and they're not out, you know kind of free flying and all that kind of stuff, which we yeah. talked about in episodes past or whatever. So, nope. you know, why was, you know, obviously genes and genetics play in the factor and all that, why they're big and small, but it does take a long time to get that big. And obviously these people are just going to end up slaughtering all themselves. So they're not going to be able to get as big. Um, 
But yeah, yeah I, I mean, was looking at the sizing chart, if you look at Damon's Dragon, I think it's Karatsis. Yeah. Melis, which is Rhaenys's, and then Rhaenyra's, which is Cyrax, all three of them equal the exact same size of Vagar. Um, wow. I'm like, all right, hold on. Like, if the three top dragons we even have Jesus. over here are in comparison to just one of Vagar, like, we got a lot of issues going on. <laughs> well, I, and I think that's why yeah. we see old Damon go and get that what Vermother or whatever. Oh, yeah. um, who was that? Cause, yeah, because that was the old King's Dragon. Yeah. What you got, Lurs? Yeah, he's like the second biggest, right? Yeah, he's like the second yeah. biggest, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely gonna have to get him to even have a chance, in my opinion, unless they're on some stealth dragon shit. <laughs> <laughs> Stealth dragon shit. The last thing the world needs stealth. Well, I mean, it also just <laughs> yeah. As as he's going, as he's going through all of the the dragon lineups, and he's got some in the incubator, and he's moving it, and then he brings up, "Hey, let's go to Heron Hall." Well, obviously, he doesn't realize old Clubfoot's got Heron Hall on the lockdown, right? Like that's where he he committed his stuff. So I wonder how that's all going to shake out as well. Yeah, I actually forgot that. Now that obviously he did it back in like episode four or five or whatever it was, that he is actually the one running it because we really only see him in relation to the Greens. But I kind of forget that he does have like an entire like household over there. Yeah, because he he ended up you know since he killed his pops and his brother, he is now the Lord of Harrenhal. And I guess Damon's thinking, well, that might be easy to take over, and maybe it would be. But it was interesting how he always just said. All right, well, let's just go. Which I guess they, if they just flew their fucking five dragons down there, they'd be able to take it. But Rainier is playing Whoa. the slow play as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and then you know we get the remnants. Same same scene from what was that episode one, episode two, uh, where she they they meet on that little bridge. Very, I mean, it's very similar setup, but it was Damon versus Otto and Rhaenyra and all them on one side. And she kind of brought the peace, and this time she flies a dragon in. Otto doesn't look as scared, but still one of those, like, damn, shit could happen. And they just go through this whole back and forth, and Otto, what? You, your kids can be my cupbearers and shine our shields and all that kind of bullshit. Yeah. And he's like, I'd rather kill, you know, kill my own kids with dragons than let you do that stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I, I'm surprised... I'm surprised something didn't go down right there, if I'm honest. I mean, obviously, Damon wanted to, but Rhaenyra's still trying to keep it peaceful. And, I mean, you can tell, I mean, even, I guess, starting at this point, you can tell she's kind of analyzing the other side of it. Like, she's definitely not full bore. Like, she's at least considering it, and as you'll see coming up, she says that, you know, she don't want to roll up. City of Bone and Ash, so yeah. Uh, I mean, and it also I think yeah. it, it represents that scene in the beginning when they all met on the bridge when she was a young kid. I feel like yeah, it kind of was like a mirroring scene. It's wild, like we were talking about dragon size. I feel like Cyrax hasn't even gotten that much bigger, and it's been mm-hmm. you know fifteen something years. So like the. Yeah. Eight, the aging process of the dragon, as we're saying, just takes forever. It's still big, but like again, like it must just take forever for those things to get to a big, big size. And like she brings up, like they're not 
war ready. Like, the only one that's really been at war is obviously Vagar, the Vermoth or whatever the one is underneath in Dragonstone hanging out that Damon goes and gets, and then his Caraxes have really only seen battle. So, and, and I guess Sea Smoke, but Sea Smoke, again, hasn't been reclaimed. Um, but how is that all all going to play out in the upcoming wars of how, you know, and it, they, they said they teased the whole time like something bad was going to happen with the dragon because they just kind of said, like, we can't control him, and even, you know, Damon wants to go Scorched Earth. Rhaenyra's trying to keep it, trying to be like her father, keep the peace. Yeah. Yep. But in the end, it kind of fucked her over because her son ends up dead. Who knows if he would have died if they, if she would just, like she said, flow up all the dragons and took them into battle. But, yeah. I think an interesting part of the scene, though, on the bridge was, like, I know that, um... Allison is obviously trying to keep her son as king, but like the mind game that she's playing with, it may be a mind game and maybe it's not. But giving the the ripped piece, uh, the ripped book page mm-hmm. that uh, Rainier had give her as a, a child, like I know that there still is like some, there's still some love inside of them for one another. Like, and I saw a funny tweet that was like the queen. <laughs> Rhaenyra and Allison could be together if uh, Westeros was okay with gay people. <laughs> but, um, but like, I also think it's a it's kind of a mind game that she's playing. Like, hey, this can all go under the table and everything can be fine if this is like if we just keep it cool. Yeah, but uh, obviously it doesn't really work out in the end. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we yeah we saw that kind of what last episode with Allison kind of like not ordering the death hit honor mm-hmm. and then sending that note i saw another thing that said basically in that page that she ripped it's that story of the warrior who fleed from her other country to leave to like start a new thing so it was kind of allison telling her like please leave or please bend the knee or please like get out mm-hmm. of there because they're coming to get you kind of thing her last mm-hmm. ditch like i don't want because i don't think allison necessarily wants them all to get murdered she did no. forcibly put her kid up there that knowing he's going to be a yeah. shithead but you know, like you said, it's it's one, it's almost a Romeo Juliet or a Juliet Juliet story here, where they both love each other, but there's just too much in between that they mm-hmm. try to be together, and obviously there's more family and stuff involved than just their love story, so it's making it a lot harder. I mean, she even like you said, she draws a tear there at the end, knowing like, oh fuck, like we've gone too far now. I wish we could take it back and figure this out. And and in theory, remember, she was supposed to fly back there on Dragonback, and then they were going to discuss kind of terms, and then the Mm -hmm. king went up and died, and then all of a sudden she gets her, you know, her unsurped or whatever, her her crown, so all shit's broken loose. Yeah, I can't believe it actually ended the, the scene itself ended the way that it thought it did. I remember someone stated earlier that they thought, like, some level of violence is going to go down there, and Honestly, at this point, I was surprised that, because Damon's been very headstrong the entire point of this episode. Like, his whole point is like, yo, let's just go ahead and attack, let's get ahead of this now. And I thought there was going to be, well, I guess there was. There was like a level of tension there of, hey, I want to make this play, and you want to, you know, hold back. But I expected that he would, at some point during this scene, just kind of go against those wishes go ahead and execute some plan that he wanted to do anyway, but he actually held the restraint. Or showed the restraint, rather. 
Yeah, he he showed restraint until the very next scene when he finally chokes Rainier. Yeah, in, in the chokehold. I mean, yeah. And, you know, again, he start that scene starts off with him talking about dragons and dragons kill dragons. It's happened before in wars, and she's like giving him like, yeah, I know the history lessons. I'm and he's shouting the. As we all hear growing up, you sound like your father. Or you sound like your mother. Like he hits that yeah. back. Like that's your father talking. And she's like, no, he's dead and all that. And then she does the clear the room. And everyone's like, all right, cool. And then he, you know, she brings up the uh, Song of Fire and Ice. And then he just kind of gets pissed that his brother never told him. And again, at, at some point, if he, if this little history lesson was passed down, we could have avoided a lot of this conflict slash, you know, miscommunication. And it's like, and, and another side look when when Rainice walks out and looks back at De, uh, Rainier, and it's like, oh shit, like she out here doing it, like she's she's running yeah. shit now, like Whoa. you said, like you said earlier, Cam, where it started one way for her, she's kind of gaining more steam as the episode goes and more respect for Rainier as the queen. Um, but yeah, just a while, I, I, you know, I think that's the uh, we hadn't seen that in their relationship where he gets necessarily mad and physical with her in a hurtful manner. We'd seen the brothel scene where that was more of a sexual manner, manner you know. But he got real upset about, what do you mean? I don't know. Because he thought he knew everything and his brother kept a secret, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, not to, you know, throw some justification on the situation, but <laughs> I guess he kind of realized, like, oh, so I never really had a shot at this. Yeah, because like you would have thought them brothers growing up, like he would have at least told him, you know, drunken one night whenever he found out or whatever it may be. And yeah, I guess that's a good point. Like he, it finally hit him like, damn, like I really was like the 12th seed. Like there was no, there was no way. There was no chance. Yeah. I think it also showed he didn't like really trust them as much as he probably thought he did because, I mean, obviously he told Rhaenyra and I'm sure he, being his brother, thought he still like trusted him enough or something like that. So I think he was probably pretty hurt, hurt finding that out uh, too. Besides the fact that he wasn't ever in her yeah. old-fashioned way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just and then the whole scene together with it dark and the fire raging, and then we get to, you know, the Corliss back and forth. He finally wakes up. He's at Dragonstone, and like you know, everyone always says, "Man, if you'd been in a coma in these past twelve months, you would have missed so and so, so and so, and this happening or whatever." And that's kind of where he wakes up to find out about his pops dying, or not his pops, his brother dying, and he kind of admits like, "Well, us uh, Valerians, you know, our, our pride or whatever gets in the way, and, and it fucks us over." and then he admits what Rainius has wanted him to admit for years that, man, let's just go ahead and retire off into the sunset. And she's like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> no, no, no. Too late for that now. Yeah. yeah, too late. But I, I think, was it, uh, was it you, Drew, who brought up how, or it might have been you, Cam, you know, at the end where she's basically saying, like, because he's like, let's go against Rainier and just get out of this thing. And she's like, well, she's the only one, like, holding it together. Uh-huh. Because, yeah. like you said, if it was up to Damon, they would have already flown up to King's Landing and started just flaming everything to pieces yeah. and just figured it out from there against Vagar. They would have just been like, all right, we'll figure it out, but we got the upper hand. So, 
an interesting, you know, development of her character throughout the season and throughout this last episode, uh, especially. Yeah, I kind of like that they showed her a lot of attention in the last two episodes because she was kind of, I mean, she is a side character, but it kind of, I enjoyed that they took some time to bring her into the fold as they kind of brought all the other side characters. Like, Corliss has become uh, like a much larger character as the season has gone by, and you can point to different examples, but I like that they took the time to actually say, like, okay, cool. She is a dragon. Obviously, she's going to be very important in this moving forward. She was uh, essentially the neglected one from the jump. Let's go ahead and, you know, develop her a little bit further as a character. Drew, you got anything? No, I, I agree with what Cam said. Um, it's <laughs> funny. There was a bunch of pictures. It was like, Rainey's the entire episode, and it was just like somebody standing in the background just watching. It was like, it was in so many scenes, that's what it was, though. She was just like there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I, I wonder how, like you said, I've only a couple of things been spoiled on certain things. If you watch Game of Thrones and stuff pops up, I try not to spoil it my, myself because I kind of want to be surprised when it all happens. But I don't know where her arc goes and how it goes, but yeah, I mean. Her with her dragon, obviously something, somehow she's going to get involved in what is her fate will be an interesting one because they definitely, as you said, Cam, brought her kind of from the background. She stood in the background a lot but did make a lot of subtle points in this episode and, you know, where where is she going to be standing, you know, next to Rainier and when all this, you know, when the shit really starts hitting the fan, so... Yeah, I think, I mean, I think they're definitely setting her up to be a pretty uh, character with a little mystery on the west side she's end up falling on and like who should because i mean right now she's i would say she's picked Rhaenyra's side and like clearly after Polis comes in and you know helps with the battle strategy and guarantees all the ships and whatnot but i still feel like even though she's more behind it i still don't quite trust that she's fully behind Rhaenyra regardless of how she kind of talked Corliss into being okay with her, I still kind of don't trust it. Okay. I don't know if it's just like Game of Thrones aspect of it or like I her as a character because I still, I don't have a great, like I feel like I have a strong read on her as she's kind of like a badass, but I still don't have a read on her at the same time. Yeah. I don't know that, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think that's, yeah, I think that's, like that's I think that's fair too because Right now, she's just kind of on Rhaenyra's side because both her granddaughters are betrothed to her, to Rhaenyra's kids, where now that one is gone, in essence, that, that, that loosens up one string. There's still one other daughter left, you know, yep. betrothed to yep. the oldest son, but if something happens there, like, then if, are they free agents? What do they do? Do they flip sides? You know, what? So, it's, yeah, that is a, that's, a, that's a fairly good point. Like, right now, she's just kind of going with where she's at and where she won't get decapitated. Well, and also, much. go ahead. Oh no, and I was gonna say, kind of like when they're deciding who's flying where, she does kind of just throw her hat in the ring, and she's like, "Oh well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my dragon, and we're gonna go make sure that this is okay." And it's just like, okay, well, you're alone over there, so like, kind of going back uh, yeah. to the point of what is she gonna be doing alone over there? Is like she trying to build her own 
because I think they've said it it's several times in the season previously. Like a lot of people were upset that she wasn't queen. Like, yeah. yeah. So I think she's kind of just maybe building up her own following. Yeah, similar to what you guys have been saying, it kind of feels like a, this is the best thing for us right now. Yeah. And so we're going to roll with it for now, but if it yeah. change, like, for example, someone, you know, dying at the end of an episode, all right, well, that's one part of our connection that's not really there anymore. Maybe we see where things go away. And the fact that her, what was it, her, her mother was a Baratheon, so, how does that, you know, play into the Storm's End scenario? It looks like Aemon probably got the upper hand because he said he can get betrothed to one of his daughters. But, at some point, do those lines... Yeah, do we get into a uh, Red Wedding scenario where all of a sudden they lure you in and it's like, Oh, never mind, we're going to flip on this side. So, we'll see. And I could also see... I'm sure there's some dynamic here where it's like... None of these marriages that have really happened throughout the season, except for maybe the Dave and Rhaenyra one, like, none of these marriages are really based in, like, love. Like, yeah. a lot of these are all yeah. based in, like, duty and responsibility. And I guess when that comes into play, it's like, all right, well, how much do I really owe you? Mm. You know, once, let's say, my grandson dies, who is also not even really my grandson. Like, yeah. like, like how much do I really owe you? That's why I could see. It's like essentially you want us for our fleet and our draft. Yeah. And other than that, there's no love lost here. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and Viserys and his first wife, I think, were the ones that maybe, like you said, were the strongest one. But then we only saw that for a total of thirty, forty-five minutes before that was over. And even then, even then, he chose he chose the the birth of his son over yeah. her. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it'll be interesting to see how, who turns what tides and who can bring what to the table, how that could flip throughout these next, I guess, you know, George R. R. Martin said he, ideally he'd like what, four seasons at 10 episodes a piece. So if they get through all yeah. that dance and where does it go and, and how, you know, what all happens. And then of yeah, course, my understanding, go ahead, moving Ken. forward, things are supposed to move. Uh, at us, I think I read it's a similar place to episode or season three through six of Game of Thrones mm-hmm. moving forward. So I think they may end up getting a little bit more uh, detailed in each individual episode instead of having to make these, you know, massive time jumps to get everything set up at the end of season one for what the real fun is. Yeah. The dance. Yeah. I, and well, and that's big too, I think. I'd say, like, the only, like, I wouldn't even call it a negative, but, and I've seen people complain about this, like, they, that kid, the kid who dies at the end, right? Like, I didn't really care about him, ultimately. I didn't really, like, know know him enough. He was kind of, I mean, he was kind of like a wimp the whole time. So, like, I get the, the, like, overall significance of it and everything, and he was, like, Rhaenyra's kid, but, like, I feel like we didn't get to, see him enough to really like care about him unlike some someone like Damon like if he died boom that's a like huge one so and like they're building Renice up and all that so I think 
I guess that's what I hope for in the second season in terms of that. That's a great point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we really we saw the one scene where they train, but since the actors have changed, like you said, you don't feel as connected, connected to the characters as even in season one of Thrones when Ned Stark takes it. You saw him in every single episode, so it was like, oh shit. And yeah. You saw him in every and, yeah. and to me, it's just something we hadn't seen in TV before where the good guy, like, you were always like, no, the good guy's going to escape. The good guy's going to escape. And he doesn't. And he's yeah, the main man. character. Yeah. yeah. So. And I mean, and, and, and obviously the nail in the coffin that something was going to happen to Mans is when they both volunteer to go. And then she sends him to Storm's Inn because it's the closest. And you're like, oh, okay, well, it's you know, storms in, so something's about to happen if you just know cinematography and everything, so. Yeah. It was cool seeing them fly in uh, on the dragon and seeing both them fly out. I guess, looking back at it, it's pretty symbolic, them two flying out together and part and a little uh, Fast and the Furious vibes there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. It, it, it all just... To me, it just always goes back to we talked about in episodes ago about how like if they had, if this whole family had stuck together, they could have reigned and been cool. Like they all got dragons, like they could have just made it happen, but they just decided to you know battle it out. But even then, like his dragon is big, but just like you say, compared to these older dragons, it's still a small dragon. And just mm-hmm. looking at it and him even landing, I think Brittany, who was with us when we were watching it, was like the guards didn't even react when he landed so it was like oh yeah. shit they just saw yeah. a bigger dragon come because like it's not as big like they're not really scared about it look at this lizard yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah i mean then the ultimate silhouette you see my man like vagar just sitting there and you're like oh damn and you know i've seen i know we've seen all all, all seen the memes where it's just like nope put it in reverse like get out of there like no nope, sorry mom's like uh it ain't gonna happen so Cam, you good? Oh, he must. He must. Everybody. It's still on mute. Uh, oh, okay. There, there you go. Difficulties right now. Oh, oh, okay. There uh, we go. But I mean, Luke did keep his little his promise to his mama. That he was like, "I'm only a, a messenger." Even messenger. when Amon is in there, like being a little dick and trying to just like poke and prod, he was like, "I'm a messenger." <laughs> But I think my favorite part from Storm's skin is when he's like, okay, give me the, or uh, Baratheon says, give me the message, and he gives it to him. And then he's like, where's the maester? Yeah. (laughs) Because he can't read. Yes. I didn't didn't really pick up on that. Like, I mean, I thought he was just kind of being an ass. Like, I don't want to read it. But Jerrion, obviously, being the teacher in herself, was like, oh, he can't read. And I was like, oh, shit, that is true. Why else else would you have somebody else come read it besides, like, oh, which is just a wild thing that you've spent your whole time in a castle and, like, didn't even think. But I guess he's just been served his whole life that he didn't need to learn to read. But, like, just a leader should know how at least to do everything, at least read basic shit because all of a sudden – you can get once over played by just someone saying like, oh, no, it says one thing, reading it one way, but you have no idea if they're lying to you or not. So will that come into play in the future? Maybe. Or was it just a funny jab at the guy because he's just a, an idiot? Yeah, like imagine if the maester had decided 
oh, I want us to side with them. And he just throws in, like, extra things. Like, oh, yeah, they're also going to promise you X, Y, Z. This yeah. guy and the other, so... <laughs> oh, I'm sure the Maesters are pulling all kinds of shit on him. He can't read anything. Like, they got to be pulling fast ones on him at the whole time. Like... So it must it, it's just gotta be Yeah, they got it made. <laughs> um But I and we hadn't really seen I think I don't know if Lurz, is that yours giving us the feedback? I don't know. Oh. I don't know if it was you or Cam. Still doing it? No, it's it's good now. Couldn't tell if it was you or Cam. We're we were re getting we re getting what we're saying back through the audio. Uh, I good. couldn't tell. I didn't know. Um, but we had had we. I don't remember seeing storms. In, it wasn't in Game of Thrones, was it? I think it was reference. So. Yeah, it was constantly referenced in Game of Thrones, but it was never actually visited in Game of Thrones. Okay. I guess maybe wait is because it's the it's obviously we talk about it's the Brathians' home base type place, but I mean really. By the end of season one, when Robert dies, like there's not really any Baratheons necessarily that are in the main. Sh- besides his brothers, that but they're yeah. they're kind of traveling all around. And what Renly gets to Dragonstone, and he he holds up there for a little bit. Um, so we never really see it. So and we saw it. What and that's where Rhaenyra held her little courtship a couple episodes ago, right? And I guess it was yeah. with his father then. Was that his father that was sitting with her there? Okay. So ironically, we saw my man the Brackens and the Blackwoods shed blood right there in that castle a couple episodes ago. But then the old the old son's like, no, 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 y'all take your beef somewhere else, not in my castle. So he didn't, he didn't want any smoke to be like, oh no, he let them kind of fight, especially because like, let's be honest, like if you let the what, 26-year-old beat up on the 14-year-old, no matter how you dice it up, like, you're just going to look like the asshole. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you you definitely take a side. side at that point. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so though he, though he can't read, he still is kind of weighing his options on how this is going to play off, and he doesn't really want to choose a side yet because I guess, you know, even though this guy showed up and can marry one of his daughters, I'm sure he'd probably just take whatever gold or whatever is the best, you know, promise per se. And also, it's kind of hard to say no when Vagar is just chilling outside. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't really want to just say no to you right now. Yeah, that's very true. Um, But yeah, like, I think you just said, Drew, like, he does keep his promise. He's like, no, nah, I'm not going to fight you. I'm just going to get out of here. And... He tries to get out of here, but the storm's obviously picked up, and him and the old Vermax are terrified, and Eamon, you know, then we get to basically the scene of the whole episode. Eamon kind of just kind of like little bullying, you know, is that scene where like, you're just a little bit bullying, and then you don't want it to go that far, and it goes that far, and as they've been teasing this whole episode, and at the very beginning when uh, Viserys says like, you know, dragons, we weren't able to, you know, we shouldn't be able to tame dragons or whatever. They'll do what they want, but it comes all the way back to play. Game of Thrones, the best at it, you know, teasing something nine episodes ago and then kind of full circle it here on the last one where 
I thought it was, you know, interesting that they made it key that both of them at some point were like, no, no, we don't want you to do this. And the dragon was like, nah, fuck this shit. Like, it's about, yeah. you know, you know, Vagar was like, I've been around for 200-something years. We're not going to let just a little flame go. We, we kill people over that. Yeah, like, I'm not going to let whoever, like, I'm not going to, I'm the oldest dragon here. I'm not letting just some child. The oldest side that we're not going to have, the side that we're not going to have, or I get flamed in the face or anything. I have to be cool with it, I guess. I have to be cool with it, I Well, yeah, I swear it's funny, too, that uh, at the beginning of the show, when Viserys tells Rhaenyra, it's like, we don't really control the dragons, and then in the finale of the first season, that, that's how it ends with him not being able to control the dragon. Yeah. And not both of them, because I mean, his dragon snips at or blows the little fire at him. Like, what an idiot! What an idiot's little dragon! Like, what are they teaching those dragons? <laughs> but I, but I think it harps back to that point that Rhaenyra said how like our dragons aren't like they haven't been trained. They haven't seen any war. They've kind of just yeah. been, you know, flaming, flaming yeah. sheep, just kind of flying around. So he thought it was just a little playful thing, and Vagar took it as like an act of war because he's seen 200 years worth of war, and it was like, you know, the fuck around, find out, and, and like you said, oh, Eamon couldn't, there's just, there was no stopping him trying to control that thing because once he got pissed, it was all over from there. It was, it was, it was game over after that. And to be fair, they have been like yep. chasing them for like five minutes at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like, time. like they've covered so much ground. It's like, yo, we're clearly chasing them. Now they're going on the offensive, or at least perceived going on the offensive. Like, we got to do something back. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's kind true. Kind of going back to what Cam had said about like the dragon size, I think that does show kind of a, an advantage of having smaller dragons, though. Obviously, not to get chomped, but yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> to be able to go into those like those little canyons and stuff, be able to like hide or pop up behind somebody, like something like that. I think that is a little bit of an advantage, but obviously to get eaten in one bite, that's a disadvantage yeah, like maybe, to having a small dragon. Yeah. <laughs> maybe had he been like more experienced writer, he could have like found a way to get out of the situation or at least hide until shit got low, but nah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's well, exactly. And the rain didn't help. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think that's a, a, exactly where it was at was how they talked about how they didn't have experience. And that's kind of, you know, these bigger, you know, as, as sharks do in the water here, the great whites, they get the biggest by having the most experience and surviving. And that's kind of where it's at. And it's been peaceful. So you guys haven't had to really test. I mean, even Rainier's dragon hasn't been tested per se. She just kind of flexed the wings every now and then. I mean, like you said, Damon is, is the only active guy that's been in a battle and used his dragon for battle. Everybody else is kind of just kind of using it as a, hey, you know, you don't want to find out what it can do kind of thing. And even then, yeah, I think. as a ride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As you would say, Drew, well, like you could take him and show up and still be pretty threatening to a group of 20 soldiers who don't have a weapon that can kill this thing. Now, I think if you showed up to a huge army and they've got a, you know, a couple hundred that can shoot bows and arrows and stuff, you may do some damage. But, yeah, it's still a powerful mm-hmm. thing. But, yeah, going up against Vagar just to. I mean, a Jaws moment there. Just unreal how big of a difference in size that sucker is. It's also interesting, you know, kind of forecasting forward. Is there going to be maybe a time in the war where 
you know, Eamon needs a Vey Gardens or something. And in mm. the inverse, Vey was like, nah, I'm not really into this right now. Like, I think I think you're right, Cam. Like that, and that. I mean, they've kind of hinted at that, where these dragons, at some point, if they get pissed off, they're just going to do whatever the fuck. I mean, we even saw it in Game of Thrones, where when Daenerys was off on that hillside, kind of chilling out, they were killing kids, they were flaming people's livestock. Like you can only control them so much that at some point, is it going to be a detriment to where you're going to? I mean, we saw Damon's dragon step on his own soldiers and flaming them. In episode two yeah. or three or whatever it was, so they are great to have. But when you take them to battle, it you may not be able to save everybody. Yeah, I mean it's like a nuke almost. Yeah, yeah, like a nuke from those times. That's for sure. That table though, man, that war table is cool. Yeah, it is. I gotta say though that right before the chomp, it was almost like my man's went up to heaven, right? Like yep. he was, he was already in the afterlife. It was like it was over, and then he, and like just the, oh, never mind. Isn't that the uh, the ending of the poem? I think isn't the poem in something like in the storm it did and uh, dance of the dragons began? Oh, I don't know. I that's kind of how look. I. I'm pretty sure that's how like in the in the book inside of the show. Yeah, that's how like the that's like the last lyric of. Uh, what happens as they're describing the story. And so I assumed that was what they were trying to reflect there. It's like, okay, cool. He comes out of the storm. It's bright and clear. He thinks he's safe. And then, boom, he gets chomped. And he's like, all right, well, now we have no option to go like, no. It's time. Yeah. Huh. And I when know. her look. Go ahead. Go ahead, Lars. Her look at the end, too, man, that turned to the camera. It's like she's looking at the whole audience. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was. It that's was, that game mode. That, that's a Nike commercial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely you know plays back to Daenerys when she was doing that after she would get pissed and everything, and I think you know the loss of her pops, the loss of her youngest child, now the loss of like she went through all different. Her best, well, her love too, like even Allison, like she knows that whole relationship's over now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's I mean, no salvaging it. So she went through almost like a, a 10, 15 years worth of grief, even longer, all in like one day. Like that's just yeah. so all to build. That's a lot. And, and she tried to do the right thing. And at some point, you know, as everybody, you got a point where you just snap. And I think that's, was it, you know, she was trying to hold back, trying to hold back. So now it's going to be like, all right, what's the payback here on this? So, yeah, I mean. Definitely, I just hate that we have to wait a full, like, almost two years, you know, to, to, to find out. To find I know, out, man. You know? That sucks. I did hear that. Are, are they making a Sea Snake, like, spinoff? Yeah, they're working on yeah. it. Okay. Is that going to be, like, how he became that, or? Yes, I think so. Okay. Because I didn't know if maybe they just showed him battling while while he was gone, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I think it's probably, I think it's how he be, he, how he got all his wealth and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is uh, pretty cool that they're going to give like a, essentially a Valerian spinoff because even in Game of Thrones, the Valerians are, I don't think they're ever actually mentioned in Game of Thrones. And then we get to House of the Dragon and they're essentially the most important house that's not the Targaryens, and they have all this, like, history that we're just finding out about now, 
And I think it'll be cool just to actually see, oh, so this is what you guys were getting. This is how you had the biggest beat before the Iron Islanders. And, like, this is why everyone respects you and such. And that, like, to me, is interesting to see how did their downfall, right? Like you yeah. said, they yeah. were such a big yep. – this war ultimately seemed like it ends their family in a line. So, I mean, if we're just – Playing off of guessing, it sounds like I don't know. You know, are the the daughters gonna make it? Probably not. I'm guessing the other, you know, uh, strong is not gonna make it. So it might end their whole fleet, regardless of what side they're on. Because, like you said, we don't even hear any Valerian names speak in Game of Thrones whatsoever. So yep. their downfall is gonna be key in this whole thing as well. Yeah, so seeming like I mean I. Obviously, um, the brother is dead, so that's a wrap. Um, Lenor is off in uh, Essos, just kind of doing his thing over there. And I'm assuming that Corliss isn't going to have any further children, so. And somehow they, like, delegitimize Jace, then that would effectively be the end of it. Yeah. I mean, he either delegitimize him or he dies before he can even get married or have kids or whatsoever. I mean, if they're yeah. in the middle of a battle yeah. and he's battling, I mean, we've well, seen not it. to mention he's he's gonna still have some words with Damon. Yeah, I mean, he killed his brother. So I mean, oh yeah, I think that that's I think that's another reason why I don't like fully trust them as fully on their side yet too. Yeah. Like, because you know that's no matter what, like you can't. Like, I don't care what type of person you are. That's really hard thing yeah. to fully look over. I get it in those times. And, like, even he said, like, you know, Larian's always talking whatever. But we're ambitious. Yep. Yep. Well, yeah, that, that and even the fact that they bring up how her, her you know, Rhaenyra's were complicit in their son's murder, too. Even though he know, they, they don't think he's alive. They don't know he's alive. So, again, like we were talking earlier, what – they're just—they seem like they're just playing that side because they're there right now, and that's the best play for them. But yeah, how's there? To me, I'm just interested in how that downfall is, and like you said, I mean, it's, it's going to be pretty hard. But it's obviously that house is going to be kind of roasted and gone because mm-hmm. it's not even touched in in uh, in Game of Thrones. So just a lot of you know, the Starks survived their. You know the uh, what the Lannisters surviving the Baratheons, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, the Valerians not making it. Kind of a. Uh, we'll see how it all plays out. So I wonder if the sun. I wonder if they could kind of pivot from like because I'm still waiting on something like major that's like not in the book or something like that, like really major. I wonder if they could bring back the kid. Uh, that they're. Son, and he'd be one of the dragon riders. Like, I know that doesn't happen in books or anything, but I just kind of think of that too. Like, some things they could go, you know, yeah. off script. I, I figure they're not going to go too off script based on what happened the last time they didn't have a script. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But I always kind of think about that if what they'll like pop in, something like that. Yeah. Any... I also thought in this last scene, um, I'm pretty sure the last scene of episode one is a still shot of Rhaenyra looking into the camera as, you know, everyone's swearing their loyalties to her. And then the ending scene 
of the season is another still shot of Renier, but clearly in very uh, different circumstances. Yeah. Good. Good. Oh, that's good. Yeah, good observation. That's a good point. Yeah. And I, I did read, too, people were saying, like, hey, how did they find out about them dying? Because it was just them two. I guess in the books they said the dragon's head, like, washed up on Storm's Inn beaches, and that's how they kind of find out. So, obviously, they didn't want to show it that way. I think the scene they did show was a little more powerful, just how it went. But, yeah, I mean. Well, yeah, because isn't it kind of open in Like, in the book, there's, like, I, I swear I, I, I saw somewhere where it's, like, one of the masters, like, said he, he like, washed up on shore and had amnesia and became a sailor or something. Like, mm, okay. it's, like, kind of more open-ended. I feel like in the show they made it predominant. You know, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's dead. Okay. So, uh, so I guess technically they have they they did that. Yeah. I mean, they've done a couple things, I, I think, and they did a good job of it, like, making things more clear in the show than I guess it would have been in the book. Yeah. Agreed. And I guess, yeah, obviously if if uh, Vagar was there and Aemon's getting betrothed to one of the Brathians, you put two and two together, what else is going to fucking destroy a, a dragon like that besides, you know, that scenario? So, um, any, any final thoughts on this episode before we dive into, like, you know, favorite parts of the season real quick and then a quick guess of what we think is going to happen start of season two? I'll say it wasn't my favorite episode of the season. Fair enough. Oh, but, uh, I guess I do have something kind of to speak on that. Um, it felt more like an episode nine than an episode nine. Okay. If that makes sense. I'd agree with that. I agree like, with that. Like, yeah, the I mean, cliffhanger it, was there, but I don't know if the cliffhanger was strong enough to like carry me for two years. Like, as a fan, it is because I'm going to watch it regardless. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> two years, and that's kind of like, like I need episode one, second two war crimes. I need to see them immediately. <laughs> I feel you. I, I feel agree. you. I agree. I agree fully, pretty much on all that. Yeah, because it's like, damn, we got two years, and like, obviously, we all love it, so it's they got us. Yeah. And I'm not saying, and I'm not saying it was bad or anything. Like, it was good, and I mean, I thought when he got eight, that was awesome, and I yeah. liked how they ended with her in the face. But I just, I think that's a great way. Yeah, like it kind of felt like I thought it'd be a. I mean, I guess that is a big payoff, though. So I can't complain about it, but. Like, I, yeah, I wouldn't say it was the perfect episode, I guess. Yeah. I can I can feel that. I feel what you're saying, Cam, but I, I think it was like knowing, and I guess if they knew they were going to get renewed earlier, they maybe would have started shooting like now, right? And we could have maybe gotten this yeah. in like June or July of this upcoming year. But they're, I guess they were waiting on the official like renewals while they're not shooting. And I guess maybe... If they're going to go see Winterfell, I know they can make fake snow. They can find places with snow, but maybe they need yeah. some cooler months. But, um, yeah, I mean, I feel you on maybe wanting a little more, but I, I also like feel like it, you know, we, we saw Rhaenyra, as we just talked about, she just, so many deaths, even though they didn't really hit us as viewers because, like you said, we didn't know him. We didn't know the unborn baby. We, You know, Viserys, we knew, was already dead from the previous episode. And then, like you said, uh, Luke... 
uh, or Jake, or was, was it Jace who died? Luke. Right, the young it was one. Luke. It was, no, Luke. it was Luke. Yeah, he, I mean, like you said, Adam, we've yeah. only we only we've seen three different actors go through there, so we didn't have that big attachment, and we knew something was kind of coming to set it all off. Um, but I mean, I, I like the fact that it, that they at least showed Amon like somewhat like fuck, like I didn't mean to do this, like I was just kind of messing around, but now like actions have consequences, right? Like he hasn't really yeah. ever. He stole the dragon and he lost an eye, but he hasn't really gotten like reprimanded at, that we've seen for something that he's fucked up on. And like you know, like oh, it's like it's all fun and games till you know someone loses an eye. It's all fun and games till someone you know what I mean. Like till someone touches the hot stove or, or whatever, someone gets hurt. As the mom, you know, mom always said, all fun and games till someone gets hurt, and then uh, and that's legit till someone dies, like eaten by a dragon. Oh, what a game for, like, my nephew. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's like, you know, he wanted, he, like, feels like he should be a king, right? And yeah. that's, well, boom, you just blew your shot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not that he had the shot, but, like, that's just another example. That, like, that, I feel like that'll affect him long term. Like, yeah, not the fact, like, the level of responsibility now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But like, to touch on Cam's point, it's like, that's how the House of Dragons was this, this season. It would have a big episode, like episode nine was pretty big, and then it'd have like a build-up episode. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, the, that's how that's how like the whole season went. Like you would see a big old fight scene, and then the next episode would be either a build-up episode or some a slower episode, and then the next episode would be another big one. So that's how that's how this whole season went. He just wanted. Yeah, you just wanted like Rhaenyra to go over there and just like hang somebody or something, right? Uh, I guess because if this would have, let's say this is theoretically episode nine, yeah, then like episode ten, we get to see something. Okay. And, but yeah, but I do yeah. understand from the other perspective. Like, I feel like Luke is a safe character to end here because realistically, who else could it have been? Like, you got to kill and episode 10 of season 1 but nah you can't do that like, no. and so I guess I did it because like it was a character significant enough to push everything forward but also not too significant to where we can't continue to and I mean, obviously it's written in the book but we can't continue to uh, tell the story in a way that is enjoyable for everybody so I did it yeah, yeah I almost wish they like combine this episode like like all because a lot of this episode was like Rainier and them and then last episode you know was the greens you know what I mean so like I feel like also just I, I probably just kind of missed both of them being in play in the same episode I know oh, we yeah. got a little bit of it in this one like in the middle but it I mean it I think when we get the next season however long it is uh both of them being back in play, and like we know it's gonna be war. And it, I mean, it makes total sense for them to do it this way. Yeah, because you can't kill any of the ones we care about yet, because not enough has happened to make that happen, to yeah. warn it. Yeah. Yeah. So now we'll hit a little. If you if you can recall some, I know it was a lot. Maybe your favorite uh, favorite parts of the season, or at least one favorite moment, and then we'll hit the. Uh, Quick guesses of next season two. Lurs, what about you, man? Oh, I'm trying to think. 
I mean, my favorite moment is when they when Eamon did lose his eye. That whole that whole scene to me was my favorite uh, part of the first season. Uh, I just felt like that was the most on edge, intense I was. Like I didn't know what was going to happen there, and like it was the first. It was like the first time you really see the two houses like fighting each other too, yeah. like in a symbolism. But cool. I just thought the whole scene was great. How he lost the eye, and then really that whole episode, like by the end, how he got the drag. That's how he got the dragon. Like, so that was that was my favorite part of the season, All definitely. Right. Drew, what you got? Uh, probably uh, when we find out what. Um... What really excites Laris? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah. No, I um, I really enjoyed like. I think, I don't know. I guess my favorite scene isn't necessarily just like a scene. It's just like the character development of um. Oh my gosh, I forgot his name now. Viserys. Like at the very, the last episode that he was actually in when he does walk up to the throne and like he till his last breath, he had no other op, like no other option. That's not the word, but like he was backing his daughter for, to be queen. And I think that was kind of like that just, I don't know. That was a really cool, cool thing for me. I enjoyed that part. Yeah. He never wavered. Like, yeah, he, he, that he had that one drunken moment talking to Allison at the fire pit during that festival mm-hmm. or whatever, where he was like, did I fuck up or not? And then when mm-hmm. he, that next day when he had the, when they didn't get the white stag, he was like, okay, no, nah, good. I didn't, I'm Rainier is still it. And I do, mm-hmm. cause I think I, I predicted that, okay, like I think somewhere along the lines, he was going to flip Yeah. though. It, and it was either he was going to flip or the greens were going to misinterpret it. And they obviously misinterpreted it. I thought they were going to make like a fake note or a fake, like this is what he wrote on his deathbed kind of thing. Similar enough, yeah. where they they heard what they wanted to hear, but yeah, I yeah. think that's a solid point. He once he stuck to it, he stuck by his, you know, you know his only kid left living. Well, only kid that the, the person he truly loved, and you know all that kind yeah. of stuff. So yeah, that's, that's solid. Um, for me, I think it was just necessarily, you know, I, I love as Adam said that part of the the that dragon getting the dragon, Damon chopping man's face, but. I would just yeah. say just being being back in the in the in the world, the Game of Thrones world, like from where we saw at the the season series finale and how everything kind of just shit and fucked up and all that kind of stuff and the the you know the Red Keep crumbled and it's at Ash and Jon Snow leaving and all that kind of stuff. Just those first opening scenes of us being back and like showing the difference of like a thriving kingdom and everybody mm-hmm. around it, like and then just getting straight into why we all love Game of Thrones, the family drama, the behind the scenes, the backstabbing. Now we've got a creepy foot fetish guy where we had other creepy, you know, kind of things <laughs> that people liked and did behind closed doors. Um, and kind of adapting to the environment and bringing stuff, you know, art, you know, what is art is kind of an imitation of real life, real world problems. And you can kind of see some of the real world shit going on now, kind of going on in Game of Thrones. I mean, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, just like I said, just being back. It's one of my favorite worlds. It's one of my favorite series. Even though Game of Thrones ended all shitty, it was what it was. I don't, you know, try not to judge the last season overall as the whole thing. 
So it was just overall just good to be back in the setting and all the just conniving and shenanigans and the dragons and kind of figure out how we got to where we were at Game of Thrones. Gotcha. Cam. Uh, similar to Drew, um, my favorite scene of all would have definitely been Viserys' walk to the throne. Mm. Um, again, just the, you know, I guess in addition to that, uh, the scene with Rhaenyra prior to where she, you know, proves her case to him, like, hey, like, if you have any effect on me, if you still want me to be on the throne, like, help me out, please. And then for him to be in his, you know, drunken stupor, off of the uh, milk of the poppy to still like hear her through all of it and then show up and you know be present in the the one time that like she really really needed it. Uh, yeah, that's probably my favorite thing. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was you pulled the tissues out and cutting onions and everything just for him. Yeah. <laughs> and subsequently, you know, dude, dude, misty in here. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess subsequently, um, Damon's scene with him as well where he's like climbing clearly struggling dropping the crown and uh he's like no like i got this shit and he looks and he sees Dane and he's like okay like some things are just bigger than like me being uh my pride in the situation right? yeah and i think that's what i everyone... finally got my daughter i finally got my brother like my people is like legitimately here especially with him like obviously he's that it was, you know, getting towards the end. So, I don't know, I just, it felt good to, to know that his last, I guess, scenes in the show were, um, you know, being able to do something for the people that he actually cares about and not, like, the group. Yeah. He just should have kept his mouth shut before he died on that last one, but, you know. Nah, it is what it is. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, that's why, like I said, that's why I think it, Game of Thrones is so great is because it ties in that family stuff where regardless, yeah, it's in a fictional world, but it's still that acceptance for you just want your parents just to love you and back you no matter what you do and then even your brothers you got brothers or sisters your family just there for you you know be it you everybody goes through ups and downs everybody's got toxic moments everybody's got this but it just tugs at those like the the immediate of just family and trying to you know keep it together and shit happens and figuring it out so all right jeeves uh i think mine Mine was like the, the whole uh, hunting episode to where you really saw Rhaenyra come into her own to where she was like that badass queen that she should have been. Um, and Chris, Sir Chris there to help her kill the boar, but also to stop him from killing the white deer that her father thought that he was going to get that episode, but it was, once again, just everybody was doing everything for him, but I, I think that was the whole, that was a good, a whole episode, that whole episode was was good for me. Okay. All right. Yeah. And, uh, when, so when do you think you'll go back and, and rewatch the whole 10? Uh, probably soon. Maybe in like a month or so. Okay. Is that to be fair though? I watch Game of Thrones on like a constant cycle. You know, some people watch like The Office just over and over and over. I'm that way with like Seinfeld and Game of Thrones. Like those are two shows that I just don't ever get bored of. But I'll probably go house drag. Like to be fair, 
every time I watch Game of Thrones, I go through episode one up to season seven, stop at season seven, and then restart at episode one. See, I've not seen, <laughs> since season eight aired live, I have not seen it. I might just jump from season seven to like House of the Dragon episode one. <laughs> um, what, uh, Anybody got any predictions of what we think is going to pop off that episode one or at least next season? And it might uh, be two years from now, so. People are going to die. Yeah. Yeah. One of the kids dies. We'll be heading in the first two minutes. And I'm. I am going to be a Rhaenyra apologist for the rest of my life. She can do whatever she wants. She is just in her. Her doing it. <laughs> and uh, also, I, you know, side, how everyone was naming, like, you know, their kids, Daenerys and Arya and all this stuff before the ending of Game of Thrones. And then all the kids named Daenerys after, you know, after she just completely flames in just the whole town. Mm-hmm. So at least now, like, hopefully you see that both sides can kind of commit some war crimes. So it's like, okay, you may like the name, but maybe throw it in the middle name category so it's not the front runner of, you know, what's going on. Or just yeah. a, a pet. How about a pet named, you know, Daenerys or something, just to keep that on the, the side of like, oh, so this is what you really think of your darling. She was an awesome person, but who she did <laughs> commit the big old just flame of everything, so. Uh, nah, the Rhaenyra stats nine months from now are going to be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> But I I, I kind of agree with Drew. People uh, like people are gonna die, and it, I think it's gonna be some main characters gonna die in season two. Yeah, where we really see everything starting to go. I, I'm just more so interested to see, like you said, if we've got three more seasons of this. I love a good backstory and how we got to where we you know kind of were. How are the Baratheons, how are the Starks, how are the Lannisters going to play into each of these? I mean, those houses survived. So obviously, and at some point, you know, we know Rhaenyra's, Rhaenyra's team kind of family makes it through because she's a direct descendant of Daenerys. But, you know, how does it go through and what trials and tribulations lead to that aspect? And, you know, you can look at the family tree and kind of get a little bit of small spoilers, but you don't know how... It all kind of happens, and how does this king yep. rule, and how does this kid do it, and where do they finally just fucking say, "All right, stop," and keep and kind of keep the peace a little bit, but the fall off of how bad is this war really set them back, and the you know the dragons kind of taking the toll on it to where they're like, "Oh shit!" If they're only left with a couple of these, and then they all you know, how do we really get to no dragons left in the world? And then them realizing, oh shit, like we really should attack these guys. Like they have nothing left that we're scared of. So, yeah. Because there's more behind the scenes. Like obviously the war is going to happen, but there's people behind the scenes, like you said, either stealing dragon eggs or doing something, putting something in the water to kind of heat it. And if they, and again, now with Viserys gone, the Greens don't really know what to do. Like they don't necessarily, they got a couple dragon keepers. But they don't know how to like properly take the eggs out and he, you know, help grow them, oh. help mature them, all that kind of stuff. So you're kind of losing a generation with all this fighting of the proper training and technique and care of dragons. And how does that play into the well, aspect too? Well, I wonder how many of them are lo- like were loyal to Rhaenyra. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Things there just so they could easily tamper with their dragon egg supply or whatever they got going on, poison them, whatever. So, I mean, yeah, I didn't think, how do you poison a dragon? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you can, but I'm sure. I guess you wonder just, if that comes to play. Yeah, either poison or you just take the eggs and toss them off the side in the ocean or something. We might only, you know. Eat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just eat it. Yeah, just eat it. So. All right, Cam, you got anything? Guesses? Guesses, guesses, guesses. Um, hmm. uh, Corvus Valerian decided to make it your season. Oh, okay. All right. I know. All right, what we'll to go back? Get the now. Yeah, you're good. At <laughs> least he at least made it. So now you can. <laughs> made it. I can you can at least officially make it your costume. Saturday comes soon. There you go. Um, yeah, so we'll have to pull this last little 15 minutes up. Come two years and see, you know. How, where we're at, and what we're, what we're thinking is going to happen. But, all right, does anybody have any final thoughts on the season, on the episode, before we sign it off and end our uh, 10 episode spree here of the breakdowns? It'll be great. Lived up, uh, lived beyond the hype that I had for it, 100%. I'd, yep. I'd give it a 9 out of 10 overall for, you know, and for the uh, first season of that, given the, the, like how like scared I was almost to watch this show just based <laughs> off how Game of Thrones ends. So I mean, yeah, ecstatic for the to watch it again. Hopefully they pump the next two seasons out after that pretty quickly. I'm sure they'll get all that hook, line, and sinkered. So yeah. I mean, I thought it was yeah great. O- over exceeded my expectations. That'd be a good way to say it. Right. Uh, it gave me confidence in other spinoffs that may occur because I know there's like the Jon Snow one and I would really like to see uh, Robert Rebellion yeah and so it gave me confidence that future uh, Game of Thrones based series will still have the proper resources and time and writing dedicated to them to make them uh, what Game of Thrones was outside of that last season yeah and we can just blame the fucking writers for that last season because yeah. HBO came out and said we gave them a blank check. They could have done whatever they wanted, and they decided to speed off and take the check from Star Wars and then didn't even write the Star Wars thing. So, you know, all that. I Like I said, Cam, I appreciate – I was all in no matter what. I was I was just going to go into it because, like I said, I love Game of Thrones you know, regardless of last season, here and there, there, or whatever. But – it did, as Adam said, exceeded expectations. We're back there. It's back to what we all fell in love with in those first couple seasons. And just that being in that world and getting everything going. And, yeah, 9 out of 10 I think is perfect. And, yeah, I, it's, 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 it's good to be back. And, yeah, I, I can't, you know, I'll probably watch it. I'll, I'll probably give it a post-football season. And the, after the Super Bowl – I may fire it back up a little bit. You know, we got a lot of sports going on now. There's nothing really on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So. I also appreciate that it didn't rely on, um, uh, I don't want to say say violence, but it didn't rely on, like, fighting, like, the end of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. We got back to, okay, these are the political things going on. Here's all the this family doesn't like this, this person's plotting to get this. Like, I like that. I feel like that is what really built Game of Thrones into what it was, what it was prior to those last two seasons. And once they started relying more on action than, uh, like we said, writing, 
you know, things went left. So yep. I appreciate that. Yep, I agree. Drew? I don't know. I think I'm kind of like what all of y'all have said. It's just, especially with like what you had said, Jacob, about going back into that world. It does make me excited about like a John Snow story. Also, I would love to see a story with Arya um, finding out what's west of Westeros and then just God. putting on people's faces yeah. and murdering <laughs> people. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I think the... I... Go ahead, Drew. Finish. Oh, I'm just saying it's just it it does open up the world of possibilities, and also we now we've learned that you don't you can have a book as reference material, but luckily if it's written in a way that is very open ended, you can take creative liberties in fixing things. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of what I'm I'm excited about for the future. For and it. yeah, the only blessing in disguise of Game of Thrones is how they fucked up that ending. Is now realizing like people really care about this shit. If you put good shit out there, you're going to make money, you're going to get the mm-hmm. viewers, so if they put, take the time and do it right, as we're all sitting here, we enjoy the season, you know, I think that was, you know, they, those other writers kind of like, ah, oh, they're going to watch it regardless, the people are going to love it, whatever, and as Cam said, too, just got kind of too much relying on the fight scenes and this, that, and the third, to where hopefully mm-hmm. HBO realized, okay, we can throw all this money at it, but we need to make sure we hire the right people to portray good stories so people will stick around because this can just be, I mean, this is a, a its own bank. It's just printing money left oh, and right. So. Mm-hmm. You can do this idea a million times over within this world, telling different stories. And yep. Right. Yep. So, Jeeves, final yeah. thoughts? I'm good. All right. Uh, before we head out, our pick em top ten, Tyler Kakaley first. All favorites second, Jacob Brea third, Duval fourth, Mike in fifth, Chris C sixth, quarter seventh, Logan eighth, I'm ninth, and Josh Hurley tenth. I didn't look where Cam, Lurz, and Jeeves hey, all we were. We don't need to look up. Don't go look back. I love uh, climbing. <laughs> climbing. You're climbing? That's good. Good to hear. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate it, fellas. Uh Dirty Grice, I'm glad I saw your likes popping up on my uh, Twitter feed to know that you can be a reliable source to sit down with us and chat it up. Lurs, oh, for pre- sure. Appreciate you stopping by, Cam. You know, you never know with you. Sometimes you pop on, sometimes you got all these business calls, and you know. But I appreciate you stopping back through when you can, man. Of course, anytime. Yeah, and then Jeeves always old reliable. So good old to have reliable. You. old reliable Jeeves, dirty You're Jeeves up, as sir. well. So. All right, well, I guess, uh, well, Jeeves, we're, we're, you missed. Well, let's see if, let's see if old uh, Dirty, Grice, G, uh, Dirty Grice, man, how do we end the pod? Oh, God. Oh, God. Big <laughs> 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 uh, fan, big fan. <laughs> Jeeves, help him out. How do we end the pod? Peace. All right, do you want a redemption tour? Yes. Okay. <laughs> How do we how do we end the pod? Peace. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice.